Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of a Trophy Life podcast. I'm your host, Bob Rathman, coming to you from Atlanta. And on the pod this week, my conversation with Lon Kruger, the longtime Oklahoma basketball coach, recently retired, and a coach that just meant so much to so many, sort of the embodiment of what everything is good about college basketball and college basketball coaching. We'll talk with Lon in just a moment. Our Jersey Mike's news and notes for the week all centers on the beginning of the Olympic Games. Now, if you're in the East or perhaps the Central Time Zone listening to us, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge uh, to watch these games for the USA men and women live. You'll be able to catch the replays, of course, but if you want to watch these games live, here's what you're going to have to do. If you want to watch the women and they don't tip off until Tuesday, this baby's going to come on at 12.40 a.m. Eastern Time, but all the women's games in pool play, their first against Nigeria, will be available on the USA Network. For the men, if you want to watch them live, it's going to cost you because the pool play games are going to be on NBC's Peacock app, and they tip off Sunday morning at 8 a.m., against France. If you want to watch it live, it's 5 bucks for the Peacock app for the premium and $10 to watch ad-free and offline. Of course, the replays are going to be available over the air on NBC and then, of course, on cable or satellite on their different networks. But if you want to watch them live for the men Peacock app and for the women, it's going to be on USA Network. And the three-on-three for the women, that debuts in this Olympics, too. And the USA women are set to play France on Saturday. And again, their games are going to be on NBCSN live at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. So that's what's ahead. And, of course, more to come on our uh, podcast as we'll see how those games all play out as the USA teams go for the gold in Tokyo. Lon Kruger won 674 games as a head basketball coach at various stops, took two teams to the Final Four, and is one of three coaches in history, joining Tubby Smith and Rick Pitino to coach five different programs to the NCAA tournament. Coached one of our award winners, Buddy Heald, who was the Jersey Mike's Naismith winner back in 2016. We'll talk about all of that with Lon in just a moment. Lon Kruger joins me next after this from Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's would like to dedicate the next three seconds to our new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss sub. Trust us, it tastes good too, because fresh ingredients make a sub above. Well, this is a special one for me. I got to tell you, one of my favorite people of all time. It's great to have Lon Kruger with us. Just retired as the head coach at Oklahoma after a marvelous playing and coaching career. One of the he is the embodiment of everything that's right about college basketball and coaching college basketball. We welcome Lon into a Trophy Love podcast this week. Lon, thank you so much for taking time and congratulations on a remarkable career. Well, thanks, Bob. Uh, really enjoy that and, uh, and appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with you again. Uh, always a pleasure to do that and uh, looking forward to retirement. Don't know exactly what that looks like, but. Uh, more time with grandkids for sure, and uh, we'll move forward from there. Well, not only do you have the grandkids, but you've also got your son, Kevin, who has just been named the head coach at UNLV, where you used to coach at one stop. Uh, I suspect that uh, you and Barb are going to have those pom-poms uh, right in the stands there rooting on Kevin. No doubt about that. Really happy for Kev. He, uh, he loves Vegas. He loved the Rebels. Uh, played his senior year 
at UNLV and had a great time there, great experience. And, uh, you know, the people like him, he likes Vegas, so it's a good fit, and I know he's uh, fired up about the opportunity. And you like Vegas too, Lon. How does a guy from uh, Silver Lake, Kansas, fall in love with Las Vegas? We did like Vegas. Uh, Barb and I lived there for seven years and absolutely loved the people. I think it's uh, the town is always, uh, you know, how much you enjoy the town determined by the people, of course. And uh, people of Vegas, we found to be, uh, you know, extremely warm and very charitable, very much uh, involved in the community, and obviously. Uh, they're all about service and uh, hospitality and wanting people to come to Vegas. So they treat uh, the locals like that, too. So uh, great people, and uh, we uh, will end up out there eventually. Right now we're living in Norman and uh, loving loving that. Uh, Ten years in Oklahoma were, were really fun, and, uh, and yet we'll end up in Vegas cheering Kevin on uh, at some point in the near future. Well, Lon, you had fun, and the people loved you at every stop of the way for you um, all of your coaching career. But one final note on Vegas. I know you're you're so intimately involved with the Coaches versus Cancer Las Vegas Golf Classic. How is that coming along for you? Oh, that's been great. Uh, you know, as you know, coaches around the country do a great job using their platform to promote uh, awareness about the fight against cancer, uh, promote research, uh, funds for research, uh, raise a lot of dollars uh, in the last uh, 23 years or so. Uh, you know, over $130 million raised by coaches versus cancer in the fight against uh, uh, the terrible disease. So, yeah, it'll be the 15th year next year. Uh, Stanford Health out of South Dakota do a great job being the title sponsor. And MGM Resorts International, our host uh, hotels. Uh, and then, of course, we play Shadow Creek and Southern Highlands and, and the Summit. And next year we're adding Cascada. So, uh, yeah, it's a great time. It's a great uh, fundraiser. And uh, people enjoy it, but they don't lose sight of the reason they're there. And, and that, again, is to raise dollars in the fight against cancer. Lon, I want to have you take us back, uh, for those that are not familiar with the early stages of your career, and talk a little bit about playing at Kansas State for Jack Hartman and then your relationship with Jack and, and what it meant uh, later on as you replaced him on the K-State bench. Truly an honor to play for Coach Hartman. He was one of the best in uh you know, this very uh, detail-oriented, uh, very organized. Uh, his team's always, you know, I think got the most out of uh, the uh, the talent. He always put people in a great position to be effective and successful, and his teams always were very good uh, defensively. So really uh, an honor to play for him and then uh, to be an assistant coach for him at Kansas State for four or five years. And then uh, to come back in 1986, like you say, when he retired, to uh, replace him uh, as the Wildcats coach. So uh, truly a great coach and uh, an honor to play for him. Was he one of the guys that impressed you the most about uh, wanting eventually to get into coaching? Certainly a lot of people. I had really good high school coaches as well. Uh, but Coach Hartman, again, uh, as a college coach, uh, you know, I think really uh, you know, taught the value of details, taught the value of, uh, you know, really – you know, treating everyone individually and putting each in a position where they have the best chance to be successful, and uh, his teams uh, played that way. So, yeah, it was, uh, again, an honor to play for him and uh, certainly great memories from uh, those college uh, teammates who we stay in touch with still today and uh, and the opportunity to, to play for coach. Lon, you had a chance to coach in the NBA. Of course, we got to know each other intimately uh, as you were the head coach of the Hawks here in Atlanta, but you also served as an assistant coach with the Knicks in New York. 
What did you take away from your experience in professional basketball? I really valued that experience. Uh, I did a terrible job. I, I really didn't do a very good job. I entered the NBA uh, in uh, 2000, uh, you know, really naive to the to the working relationships, uh, and, uh, and consequently, uh, w- it really wasn't even fair to the players. So I didn't do the the job they deserved, but uh, learned a lot from it. Uh, really, uh, you know, kind of you know got fired in 2003, you know, I guess two or three, and and kind of humbled by that experience, but in a healthy way. And, uh, and like you say, went up and uh, assistant coach for Don Chaney for part of the season before Isaiah came in and fired everyone uh, up there. But, uh, but Don was great. So uh, just great people, uh, you know, opportunity to work with you and others there in Atlanta for a couple, three years was uh, really important. And uh, I appreciated that a great deal. Well, you put it very nicely, Lon, but uh, let's face it, you weren't coaching the 86 Celtics when you were here. Uh, roster has a lot to, to do with it. Well, we uh, we uh, we understood that, but still, uh, think we could have gotten more from it. You know, in in terms of the Naismith, I wanted to ask you a couple of guys um, th- that you coached at Oklahoma. Uh, Buddy Heald was our Jersey Mike's Naismith men's winner back on your Final Four team of 2016. Tell us a little bit about Buddy. Yeah, Buddy was great. I mean, just uh, still having a great uh, NBA career. Uh, I think I just finished year five, but uh, the college player, he came into college as a freshman just with a terrific attitude about what he needed to do to get better. And he was about work ethic. He was about uh, investing time. He was about making teammates around him better every day because of how hard he worked. And consequently, uh, you know, player of the year in college basketball in uh, 16 and uh, in the top five, uh, six pick in the NBA draft, uh, just a terrific shooter. Uh, to continue to improve his game, just a delight to coach and uh, to be around every day. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you've coached so many players, and I've, I I can't put you on the spot, you know, for your favorites of all time. But uh, in coaching so many young men at so many different spots, I would think, Lon, that one of the greatest benefits uh, for you and for any coach has been in the, in the game as long as you've been is that these players rely on you not only as their coach in college, but uh, as confidant, as friend, as a father figure uh, throughout their entire life. I mean, there's a lot of guys that go back to their college coach. They don't make a decision about their life without consulting you, uh, whether it's getting married or changing jobs or what have you. And that has to be uh, a really good feeling for you because you're such a people person. Exactly. I think all coaches enjoy the relationship aspect away from basketball as much as they do uh, on the court stuff. And, uh, and that's one of the things, in fact, today with all the transfer portal and uh, the immediate eligibility, I'm not sure that young coaches today are going to quite have as many opportunities to develop that four or five year relationship with their players because kids are going to be coming and going so frequently uh, in the game going forward. But still, that's a, a enjoyable part of it, a very satisfying part of uh, the coach player relationship. Speaking of college basketball, just give us a little overview as you exit. Of course, you're still intimately involved with it, but uh, especially with Kevin. But uh, where do you see the college game today? It, it is a sport that uh, has been turned, and all of NCAA sports, with NIL and transfers turned upside down here through the pandemic. As you exit the coaching stage, Lon, how do you see the game right now? Yeah, the game the game continues to change. Uh, you know, in the last 20, 30 years, uh, 
you know, every three, four, five-year period, uh, the game's changed a lot. Uh, the players have gotten better. They've gotten bigger. They've gotten faster. Uh, the level of play is uh, is improved, it seems like, with every uh, five to ten-year period. And I think in the next three, four, five years, the game will change more during the, that period than it's ever changed. Uh, with the NIL, with the immediate transfer eligibility, uh, with uh, the, it really there's not any amateurism to it anymore. I think we'll see, uh, you know, the NCAA itself as an organization change a great deal, hopefully to stay up with the times because we really haven't done that in the last few years. And, uh, and I think we'll see a great, great change in the game over the next two, three years. Had the NCAA moved earlier in terms of NIL, and et cetera, do you think we'd see the, uh, these high school uh, leagues take place like, you know, over time, elite and the G League team, Ignite, et cetera. Do you think that would have, have come about naturally, or do you think that might have not happened? It, it, I think it would have happened, but maybe not as as soon as it happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the NCAA, I mean, we were really outdated. We, we uh, operated as we did a few years ago, and everything else has moved on in a fast-forward way. So uh, I think everyone recognizes that. It's not a surprise or a criticism. It's just that uh, we've got to change as an organization to, to keep up with the changing times. And uh, certainly those, uh, you know, the NIL is going to change the game more than maybe anything else. Uh, and uh, we can't even imagine what it's going to look like a year from now or two years from now, even though we think we might. I think it's going to change even greater and have a bigger impact than what we might even imagine. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Lon, boy, sure good to catch up with you. The best to uh, Barb and – and the, all the grand, how many grandkids you got now? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got four with one on the way. Kevin's got a 21 month old and uh, one coming later in uh, November. And Angie and uh, has got three, uh, nine, six, and three years of age. And Barb and I are going to go down and see them uh, this weekend. In fact, uh, they moved to Puerto Rico about six months, uh, weeks ago, so we uh, we are looking forward to that. So and really excited about the Hawks and the year they had. You know, Trey was virtually unstoppable and. And the fans uh, jumped on board, and they're so uh, so enjoyable to watch the success of the Hawks and uh, through the playoff run. Yeah, were you, were you surprised with what Trey was uh, able to accomplish in the playoffs? And for those who don't know, you coached him, of course, at Oklahoma. Yeah, anyone uh, had to be a little surprised because it was so outstanding. <laughs> I mean, to think anyone could go into their first playoff and do what Trey did. Uh, would have been hard to predict. I mean, uh, just uh, unbelievably high level and and uh, among the best in the history of the game in terms of success in their first playoff run. Pretty incredible. Well, Lon, thanks. We can't wait to see you. Uh, you'll be, of course, a, a staple at Final Fours for years to come. Uh, so, uh, you know, our weekend when we, when we gather uh, to salute that year's top players, you know, we expect to see you there, no doubt about it, because you're right at the head of our list, that's for sure. Thanks so much. Thanks, Bob. Hug to the family. Appreciate you. That's going to do it for this week. More from the road next week on a Trophy Life podcast. For all of us here at the Naismith Awards, Bob Rathman thanking you for joining us. Make sure you rate and review. Leave us a rating. We love to hear from you. Helps us get the word out to college basketball fans everywhere. So until next week, from all of us here in Atlanta, so long.